This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to do, 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 Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. All right, here we go. The bell is rung. BT has the gloves laced up. He's coming into this fight as a plus 500 against me tonight. I'm coming in as a big minus 350 favorite. Yeah, that's right. Make your faces. Uh, we'll decide here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Sounds like I'm going to make people a lot of money tonight. I don't think so, dude. I think you put your money on the favorite. By the way, this is the sports machine, Sean Levine. Um, we did this last week. We got into it. I started off kind of riling you up, and I said the Dolphins aren't going to make the playoffs. And you decided to fight me and defend yourself. So I mm-hmm. tell you again today, the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> you ain't going to make the playoffs. You going to fight me? Not worried, dude. Skylar's the limit, man. We got it going on. Skylar Thompson's got an actual full week of practice under his belt. Tyreek Hill's talking him up. Tyreek Hill's like the Don King of the Dolphins. He hypes up the right people. He gets the uh, the right sauce together. Not worried about it, dude. The Jets have like no uh, healthy linemen left. Joe Flacco starting for them. It is exactly what you want when all the money's on the line. A quarterback that nobody knew coming into the season versus an old Joe Flacco. It's exactly what everybody signed up for. I love it. I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, but you don't believe what you're saying, right? I'm stone cold, dude. I believe all of it. I'm ready for it. And just like, uh, you know, everybody everybody knows, as soon as Tua comes back, hopefully, from this concussion for the playoffs, everybody's scared. The Bills don't want that. They know how close it was losing that last game. Uh, speaking of Tua, not going to play. Trevor Lawrence, however, in tonight, taking on the uh, Tennessee Titans right now. Titans are about a touchdown underdog. That game's kicking off here momentarily. You're going to fight me if I tell you that Trevor Lawrence right now is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I've been slow to the Trevor Lawrence party because I thought that he was a little overrated. Um, But he has been tremendous this year. Doug Peterson's done wonders with him. Um, I think it's a little quick to to call him top 10, but it definitely looks like that, uh, that arrow's going up for him and I think that you know you certainly look at some of the older guys that do look like they're on the trend down so if he's not there now he's going to be there soon and well here's the thing we're so stuck on all these great young quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen Lamar Jackson there's all these guys at some point there's the next wave right that came like a few years later and Zach Wilson's not that guy and I think we know that Baker Mayfield's not that guy and I think that we know that Sam Donald's not that guy this is the guy I mean, from the last, you know, three or four drafts, it turns out that Trevor Lawrence, his numbers, I think I saw eight straight games of 250 yards. They win this game there in the playoffs. You want to talk about a step from year one to year two. I mean, you could have taken the step back that Zach Wilson did, and these guys are the number one and the number two pick. So, 
long hair don't care. I, it took me a while too for Trevor Lawrence, but I am uh, I'm all aboard Trevor Lawrence bandwagon. One more football one, then we'll get back to the fighting. I think TCU is going to beat Georgia Monday night in the national championship game. I've undersold this team for long enough. They went out there and handled Michigan. I know what the score said, but TCU had their way with them. I got the Horn Frogs on Monday night. You going to fight me? Yeah, man. I mean, like it's a cute story. You got you snuck up on everybody on Michigan. That's adorable. But I feel snuck like you up. already got. Okay. I feel like you got the Georgia lull already in the semifinal with uh, Ohio State giving them a scare. Um, I feel like the the dogs are going to roll on Monday. All right. This guy wasn't an underdog until maybe a couple of weeks ago, and then everybody got mad at him. That's Patty Pimblett. I'm talking about the fight that he had with Jared Gordon. Patty was on top. Would you say, would you fight me if I said that right now, Patty Pimblett, he's become a heel in the UFC. Like, I think more people don't like him than do. No, I don't think it's quite to that. I think he's kind of in the Sean O'Malley realm, you know, like where it's like, all right, it's time to start proving yourself a little bit more. I don't think people hate him. I think people were probably disappointed with him. He didn't have a good, uh, he didn't have a good media week leading up with the whole Helwani beef. And and it certainly wasn't a good moment for him, but I think ultimately when he's going to fight, I think a lot of people are going to cheer for him. People are going to be wearing those dumb blonde wigs. And I, I think that his popularity outweighs his unpopularity right now. I guess clarify when you talk about the comparison to O'Malley because O'Malley's fighting for a belt next, and this guy should be coming off a loss against a very journeyman UFC fighter. I understand, but like, how many shows were we doing with Sean O'Malley? We're like, hey, when are you going to do that? Like, Sean O'Malley just did that. I'm saying that I compare it to Sean O'Malley going through the prove it stage that he was going for before he took on Piotr Jan, which we've had plenty of segments on the show talking about that Sean O'Malley hasn't shown it yet, hasn't been there yet. And now he has. So I think Patty Pimblett's kind of in that realm where it's like, all right, not that impressed. Think he got a gift. I don't think it's like people hate him, like you're implying, but I do think that it's kind of like, all right, it's time to show me and impress me to live up to the hype. All right, then would you fight me if I said, and keep in mind on the current roster, I think Sean O'Malley's the most popular fighter on the current UFC roster. Like all eyeballs would go toward him more than any other guy, gal that's fighting right now. You going to fight me? You think he's more popular than, like, you think he's more popular than John Jones or Francis Ngannou? Or, I mean, like, do I get on to count Connor on that? On right now. You think he's Currently a bigger draw? Fighting. You think he's a bigger draw Both than those... Jorge Masvidal? Masvidal, I think, for a while was the guy, but that's over with, man. I mean, Masvidal, when's the last time you won a fight? 19? It's 2030. Mm -hmm. That's four years. And I'm not good at math. What are you shaking your head at? It's UFC, dude. Okay. This isn't boxing. Like, it's you asked me about star power. You didn't ask me about who's the best right now. I mean, I, I don't want to tell you this because I know that this is your guy. and You, you love him like your son. But Jorge Masvidal, if he didn't have his name and his good looks and obviously the highlight film, if we're just going off the way that he's been fighting or hasn't been fighting. All this stuff that wasn't your question. You asked year, who was the most popular guy in the... He'd in be the, gone. He'd be done. He'd be gone? Like, you think he's? You think he'd be cut for three straight losses to the, really top, to the top Masvidal two welterweights? Really are you high? You think that Jorge no, Masvidal, without here. his popularity, would be cut for losing to the top two welterweights on the planet? Do you think Darren Till has a chance of being cut in the next, like, say, year? No, but Darren Till isn't like Darren. You're comparing Darren Till to Jorge Masvidal. 
Like, that's what you're doing? Career-wise, kind of. I mean, I didn't have the same run. And the run that Masvidal's had, look, I'm not I'm not an idiot. I know that he's attached to the hip with the promotion, and nothing, nothing's going to happen. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying if we're going based on his actual body of work, and we're being Darren honest just, with ourselves, and we're – go ahead. Like, Darren Till just lost to a guy we've never heard of. Like, Masvidal, like, look at the guys he's lost to. He's gotten finished to one guy, Kamaru Usman. I mean, other than that, like, he's losing decisions to Colby Covington, who Wonderboy Thompson by split decision. Like, what are you talking about as far as Darren Till, like, hasn't been, like, competitive in five years? I guess. And by the way, Jorge Masvidal is, also, and by the way, also, Jorge Masvidal sent him into the next stratosphere. Look, what I'm saying is I'm agreeing with you that he is not actually in any sort of trouble because there are certain, and I'm saying trouble when it comes to, like, having to find a new promotion home. Because there are certain guys like Conor McGregor, like John Jones, as you mentioned before, that it doesn't matter if you take two years off, three years off, four and a half, whatever it is right now, three and a half with Masvidal. You've got that, you've got that place in the promotion. You've got that relationship with Dana. No matter what happens, it doesn't really matter if you're winning fights because people are going to pay to that watch you. That was your question. Fight. This is the thing that I'm that I'm frustrated with with this question. Like you're asking me, is Sean Amada the most popular guy on the roster? I'm telling you, no. And then your argument is. Well, these guys haven't won fights in a long time. That's not what you asked. You didn't ask me, is Sean O'Malley the one of the best fighters on the planet? Is Sean O'Malley one of the brightest, you know, prospects on the roster? You're asking, was is he the most popular guy on the roster? And I'm telling you, no. And that's why you came in as a big underdog in this segment, because you think Corey you, you Masvidal in no 2023 this... is more popular than Sean O'Malley. Stop. Dude, come on. Stop. He You're was. silly. You're being silly. You know the Sean, course is and, and, events, and also, right? and also, dude, Sean O'Malley, like his most famous things are losing to Cheeto Vera and getting a gift against Jan. So, like, what are you doing? You know, all of a sudden you're having selective memory. Like, you're acting like this guy is like Connor running through the featherweight division in his prime. I like his cornrows better. Masvidal's got good ones, but I, th I think I like the cornrows better from Sean O'Malley. Um, this is why the segment, by the way, is called "You're Gonna Fight Me." We're looking for a sponsor. What do you think, like? We need like a like a pair of gloves, or we need like I don't know something. We're looking for a sponsor. I think you should um, the find out who makes that hat of yours. Maybe we could use that as a sponsor. Do not say anything else about my Chiefs hat. You can talk about my dog. You can talk about my mom. Don't talk about my Chiefs, who, by the way, wrapped up the number one seed in the AFC. Where the championship game is going to be played is as good of a guess as neutral. Uh, dude. I have no idea. But yeah, it looks like it at this point. Only All right. if the Bills win. Uh, it's gonna... the Bills, though. You're going to fight me if I say, assuming that both John Jones and Conor McGregor make their return in 2023, which is a big assumption because you and I did 30-something shows in 2022 and figured at some point they would come back, and they did not. You're going to fight me if I say, I'm actually much more excited for the return of John Jones than I am Conor McGregor. Who is Conor fighting in this scenario that you are painting? So fighting like John, just not, 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 not knowing really who either of their opponents are. I mean, I guess we have it narrowed down for John, probably going to be either Steve A or Ganu. In the case of obviously Connor, there's like 10 different dudes. Hell, he might get in a boxing ring. We don't know what's going to happen there. I'm just saying, I think I know what Connor's going to look like, and I'm just not all that excited to see it. I think it's the same version that we saw against Poirier, just a little bit bigger, fighting bigger dudes. In the case of John, the truth is, and I think, I know you think you know. We don't really know what, what he's going to look like as a fighter when he comes back. Um, I'm not going to fight you on this. I actually agree. I'm excited. I've been wanting to see John Jones at heavyweight for a very long time. Uh, I don't think that anything is bigger than him versus Francis Ngannou. I don't even think any Connor fight right now is bigger than that. 
um monster fight can't wait for it and uh if you told me i could only pick one or only have one this year i would pick john jones versus uh francis that would be the that would be the fight if you told me i had to sacrifice connor ever coming back this year in in favor of getting john versus francis i would do that yeah no, i'm not mad at you for that opinion uh speaking of the goat i think most people consume john jones obviously sometimes gsp comes up in the conversation some people talk about khabib because he went undefeated are you gonna fight me if i say khabib can't be the goat he can't be the greatest of all time because he left with too much gas left in the tank at least for john at least he's in theory, going to come back, right? And for GSP, you could tell he was still great, but he was starting to slow down a little bit. Khabib was still on the up, man, and then he got out. So I can't say that he's the great because he just got out too quick. You going to fight me? Uh, I'm not going to fight you on that. I, I think the only thing that you would say, the argument for Khabib is he left and top and looked like he was getting even better. Like, that's how good his last performance was. But I think that's we're fair. seeing with Kamaru, and I think we're seeing with, uh, with Izzy is like, there's such a difficulty in staying on top and defending and always being on your best. And you saw this with John, like, you know, John having to go through the division, then going through the next wave of guys, um, GSP, like, look at all the young welterweights, Johnny Hendricks, like the times where he looked like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And, you know, and then he also comes back and wins the middleweight championship, by the way, even if it was against an old Bisping. So, um, for me, those guys have a leg up on Khabib. I, I think Khabib is great. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like that those are just those are ultimate are those are argument enders for me when it comes to who do you consider on the top all time. Johnny Hendricks, for the record, did it. I, I know that he didn't beat him according to the record, but I think that he beat GSP in that fight. Obviously, we know that he lost to Matt Sarah, so those are just on his record. And then you look at Khabib. You're right. Like he was getting better at the end, and honestly. Who would you say came the closest? I know the answer is nobody, but who would you say came the closest to beating Khabib? Al? I mean, probably Poirier getting that guillotine, I would say. Like, that's probably, like, the most danger you could say that he was actually in. But, I mean, the dude was a monster, dude. He was buzzsawing everybody. Like, maybe, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy's an absolute, absolute beast. Yeah, I know Connor won around, Jake. I mean, Ally Quinta hung around for five, and that was on short notice. It was just that was the thing about Khabib is with these other guys, like with GSP, even with John. Let's not pretend like John has just never had close fights. Like, I'm not talking about the 12 to 6. I'm not talking about the the loss. I'm talking about Dominic Reyes. I'm talking about uh who was it? Uh Vitor Belfort. Remember getting him in that arm bar that 99.99999% of people tap out to. Look like his elbows are just about to completely pop out of his arm, and he didn't. He came back and won that fight. So I feel like that's the difference with Khabib. If you want to make the argument that he's the greatest of all time, he wasn't really ever in any trouble. I respect what you said about the guillotine from Poirier, but you saw the look on Khabib's face. Like, he, he knew he was going to get out of that. Yeah, I'm just you, – you asked for a moment. I'm like, that's the closest I'm yeah, looking for. I mean, we can maybe say if, like – if people wanted to dissect and say who's the most dominant champion of all time, I mean, like, yeah, we could go in different directions because John's certainly had thrillers versus Gus, like you said, Reyes, like Santos, um, you know, definitely. But I think for me, uh, it's still the resume just outweighs Khabib uh, because of how long John was on top and all the adversity. Yes, a lot of it's self-inflicted that he had uh, in his career, but I, I just don't think t Khabib can touch that. Quickly, you're going to fight me if I say by the end of the calendar year. So when 2024 starts, Hamzad's going to have the belt wrapped around his waist. You're going to fight me? 
yeah, I'm going to fight you. I think he's got to do You're a little fighting? bit more. Yeah, he's got to do a little bit more proven to me. I think that not making weight, um, getting a gift matchup against Holland, uh, having a dogfight with Gilbert Burns. Like, I'm not all the way sold that Hamzat's going to waltz his way to the title. Those are two tough, uh, two tough divisions to win a belt in. I win by knockout. Thank you for no. making money on me once again. Uh, coming up next, Clint McLean of Die Hard MMA Pod is going to join the show. We need a reasonable voice. You're locked into the Bet QL Network. Thank you.